Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. Well, praise God. I do have a word for you this morning. You ready for it? Amen. Praise God. I want you to turn with me real quickly to the Gospel of John. And as I was thinking about getting ready to minister today, and um, my my thoughts went to, to uh, one of the greatest prime ministers in uh, Great Britain, it was Winston Churchill, and um, one of his speeches was called "The Finest Hour." Amen. Somebody say the finest hour. And when Winston Churchill gave the speech on the finest hour, his nation was in great trouble. It was in great peril. It was in great stress. During World War II, uh, the Nazi army had basically taken over all of Europe, and Great Britain was standing alone all by themselves in the Eastern Hemisphere. They, they knew that they were the last force that could stop this Nazi invasion <clears throat> taking over free land. And um, he had to encourage the people uh, to continue on in their struggle for freedom, continue on in their struggle to preserve their nation, not just their nation, but the nations that were around them. And of course, other nations came to help Great Britain, like the United States, and, and freedom was achieved. But he told, his, he told his nation that this is going to be our finest hour. After they had lost battles, it looked like they were not going to win. It looked like they were not going to win this struggle. But he encouraged them to continue to persevere and press forward. In order to win, it's going to take your best. Amen. In order to win, it's going to take honor. It's going to take duty. In order to achieve success and victory it's going to take self-sacrifice you're going to have to give your best but after you have given your best it will be your finest hour that people around the world will know that you are champions you are victors because you gave your best in the most crucial hour of your life in the most crucial hour of this nation, you were the people that gave your best. And they will call it your finest hour. Church of the Rock, I want you to know you got an hour. Amen. Amen. You're entering into an hour. But I want you to be able to call it your finest hour. Amen. So let's take a look over here in John chapter 2, the Gospel of John chapter 2 and, and verse 4. And this is Jesus talking to his mother there at a wedding in Cana of Galilee. And at this wedding, they ran out of wine. I want to preface that it was not Morgan David. It was not what you find at your local corner grocery. It was unfermented wine. Amen. 
Jesus was not going to be responsible for getting people high. Amen. And getting people intoxicated. He didn't do that. Amen. So this was the wine. It could have been called Welch's. Grape juice. That's what they were serving. Amen. I want to help some people this morning. So they can't say I led them astray at Church on the Rock. But in, in John chapter 4 verse 2, Jesus said unto his mother, when she responded, they have no wine. He said to his mother, woman, what have I, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. And so Jesus was talking about a time in his life where he was going to have to give his all so that someone else could be free of tyranny and oppression and darkness and loss. But his hour of sacrifice had not yet come. Amen. There comes a time in life you can live and you can do things at a certain pace. You can do things when you want to do them. You can do things when you feel like doing them. And when you are living like that and it's not a sense of urgency, it just means your hour has not yet come. Jesus was at a wedding. He wanted to relax. He did not want a demand put on him because of the life he was going to live. This was just going to be a leisure day. But sometimes when you want leisure days, somebody's always putting a demand on you. There's always somebody calling on the ability they know that's in you. Nobody asks you to do something unless they believe you have the ability, amen, to help them. So if you ever called upon, somebody saw something in you that you may have not seen in yourself. But your hour may not have come to release what they have seen in you, but the day is coming. I want you to know that if you're a child of God, it's something special on the inside of you. And if you're not a child of God, you can become one, and there's something on the inside of you. God put you on this planet for a purpose. God put you on this planet for a destiny and a calling. He has a plan for every life that comes upon this planet. The Bible says before God ever knew you, amen, before anybody ever knew you, God always knew you. He said, before I put you in the womb, I knew you. Amen. You just are not a, a, a mistake on this planet. God planned for you to be here. He put you in your mother's womb. He planned your life. He planned your time and destiny. So many times, some people, so many people are in, in an occupation that heaven had, had ordained for them. They're in a place where God had not ordained them. They're in a place where in a city they're doing something that heaven have not prescribed for them. And when you're living like that, that just means your hour has not yet come. But you just live long enough, your hour is coming. And Church on the Rock, our hour is upon us. God have not brought us to this place, amen. God have not brought us to this place just to be on a corner in a building. God brought us here for a sign and a wonder. God brought us here because the Word is strong here. God brought us here because the Spirit is strong here. God brought us here because healings have been done here. God brought us here because miracles have been done here. God brought us here because your life has been changed. God's brought us here because your marriage has been saved. God brought us here because your children have been saved. God brought us here because he's expanding you and your hour is upon you. The prophet said we're in a new room. When you're in a new room, you get begin to do new things. Amen. Praise God. God says, behold, I do a new thing. Do you know it? God is getting ready to do something in this city that has never been seen before. God's about ready to pour his spirit out on Nashville. 
and you are here for such a time as this. Only, even Nashville's got an hour, praise God. Yes, you do. God's going to do something in this city that has never been done. Don't think the reason why people are moving here because they like country music. Amen. Don't you think people are moving here because the taxes are low? And that's not that why they're moving here. We're getting, we're, they're moving here because God is going to do a new thing. God is going to do a renowned thing. God is going to do something that I have not seen and ear has not heard and has not entered into the heart of man. God is about ready to show out and he picked Nashville. So if you move here, praise God forever, the Holy Ghost is on your life. If you were born here, you were born for such a time as this. God is getting ready to do something in this city. Amen. Everywhere the devil has caused hurt, everywhere the devil has caused pain, Everywhere he's called sorrow and sickness, God is about ready to turn this thing. Amen. God is about ready to turn this all thing over. Amen. Because our hour is upon us. Look over here in John, the gospel of John chapter 12. Amen. Jesus knew exactly when his hour was. And I want the church to understand your hour is here. I want you to know that your hour is here. Your hour's here, and I want to tell you what you're going to have to do in this hour. If you're going to experience it, you don't want to miss your hour. If you miss your hour, that means somebody don't get saved. If you miss your hour, that means somebody don't get encouraged. If you miss your hour, it means somebody doesn't get healed. If you miss your hours, that means somebody doesn't get better. You are here to recognize this is your hour, and it's not just your hour, it's your finest hour. You're going to do your best work for Jesus. You're going to do it with a glory and a strength and an ability and a power. Matter of fact, you're going to join forces with heaven. You're not just going to be working by yourself. It's going to be looking like you're working by yourself, but angels are encamped around about you. The Holy Ghost is on you. It's going to seem like it's your own strength, but it's the strength that comes from heaven. Amen. Moses had a finest hour. He tried to get the people delivered in Egypt all by himself and in his own strength, but it was not his hour yet. And a lot of times people try to do things that's just not time for it yet. But when it comes time for it, you won't be by yourself. When it comes time for it, like Moses, all you're going to need is a stick and a stutter, praise God. And whatever God called you to do, it's going to get done. Nothing shall be impossible to the believer, especially in your hour. When it came Moses' hour, he walked back to Egypt all by himself. He didn't have a sword. He didn't have a spear. He didn't have an army. He just had a calling from God. He just had the anointing on him. He had the presence of God on him. He had the angel on him. And he had assignment from heaven. It was his hour when he said, let my people go. I'm telling you right now, it's the time to tell the devil to let go of your stuff. Because it's your hour. Get your hands out of my family. Get your hands off my mind. I was here now. I'm back now. I'm back now. I'm back now. I'm back with some new stuff right now. I'm not the old Moses that's 40 years old. This is a new one. I've been over on the burning bush. I've stood on holy ground. And God has said it's my hour. And I've been told whatever's God, let it go. Let our money go. Let our mind go. Let my family go. Let my children go. Let my grandchildren go. I came back to get everything. I came back to get every sheep. I came back to get every goal. I came back to get my mind back. It's time to take it all back. When they left, they left with everything. 
said, for your shame, I'm going to give you beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. It may have been heavy, but it wasn't your hour, but now it's your hour. I'm going to lift some stuff off of you. Things that have been plaguing you. Things that have been keeping you up at night. Things that have been bothering you. It's all about to leave you. The Egyptians you see today, you're never going to see them again. Because your hour is here. And it's not just an hour. It's your finest hour. Ain't nobody ever seen you in your finest hour. They haven't seen you with all the money God wants you to have. With all the peace God wants you to have. All the joy God wants you to have. Ain't nobody seen you yet. Tell your neighbor, you ain't seen my finest yet. But it's my time. It's my finest hour. Oh, you ought to give God some praise. That you got a finest hour. Ain't nobody seen your best yet. Ain't nobody seen your best yet. No, they haven't. Hallelujah. The word this morning is, your hours come. We got to go to chapter, we got to go from chapter 2 to chapter 12. And Jesus knows what time it is. Come on now. Listen what he says here. Over in John chapter 12 verse 23. Jesus answered. And you're going to have to answer. Come on now. He said the hour has come. Yes it is. Now it is. And the son of man. The son of man should be glorified. Come on now. He said verily I say unto you. Except a corn of wheat. Fall in the ground and die. It abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Somebody say much fruit. <laughs> Come on now. Everybody ain't seen your fruit yet. You ain't even seen it all yet. Come on now. You ain't seen it all yet. Hey, man. You just got to realize God told gave me this message. He said, tell him it's their finest hour. Come on now. You're going to come into something you ain't never, you can't bring yourself into. We didn't bring ourselves into this building. God brought us here. God brought us here. We were $800,000 short. Have you ever been $800,000 short? <laughs> you, don't bring, you don't take yourself nowhere when you're $800,000 short. <laughs> you do like Moses did. You go somewhere on the backside of the desert. You try to hide and go somewhere on the backside of the desert. You try to get out of the way because you, you don't even know nobody got $800,000. So you go to the backside of the desert and you hope the dream is over with. Come on now. Nobody know you over there. You in obscurity. You hiding. Nobody know you gave up on your dream. Nobody knows you gave up on your vision. Nobody gave, know you gave up on your hope. Nobody knows you gave up on your life. Nobody knows you gave up on your business. Nobody knows you gave up on your dream. Nobody, gave, nobody knows that you gave up on the best that God had for you. Nobody knows that you walked out and went to the backside of the desert and gave up on the purpose and vision that God had for you. But you were never intended to accomplish it at that time. You were never intended to accomplish it in your own strength. 
Amen. You are only intended to accomplish it in God's time and in God's hour, with God's power, with God's ability, with God's money, with God's wisdom. Amen. Hallelujah. With God's word. Amen. That's when you were anointed to do it. Amen. And you got to know when all of that comes together. You got to know when all of that comes together. But God is bringing some things together now. He's hooking some things up like he's never had before. You're going to run into people, praise God, that you've never run into before. And you listen to these ladies talk up here, then you see the divine connections that were taking place. God's got somebody anointed to help you. He's got somebody that's anointed to help you. He's got somebody anointed to open doors that no man can shut. He's got, a, he's got a power that can make a way out of no way. And what you thought you couldn't do, amen, God is going to show you I'm going to do it to you and I'm going to do it through you. So when it's time to praise, you ain't got nowhere but to look up, amen, to the hills where your help came from. There's nobody else to thank but Jesus. When the finances begin to come in, you say, Lord, you said you was going to do it. You said all the money would come and you said all the furnishings would come. You said all the equipment was come. So when you look around, you see the furnishing, you see the equipment. I want you to know the hand of God is at 1304 Dickerson Pike and it's our hour, praise God. It's our hour to praise him like we've never praised him before. It's our hour to serve him like we've never served him before. It's our hour to get in the word like we never got in the word before. Church on the Rock, I'm trying to tell you, it is your hour. God is about ready to pour out his spirit on all flesh. I came to tell you, it's not just your hour, it's your finest hour. Your business is about ready to go to another level because it's your finest hour. Your whole household is ready to get saved because it's your finest hour. Your children are coming back because it's your finest. You better know when it's your hour. Look what Jesus said. He said the hour is come. He said the hour is come. I'm sitting in my office. He said the finest hour. Finest hour, look like the finest hour is the right after the hour where you thought about quitting. So if you've been pressured, if it seems like it's over with, if it seems like you should have just closed it up, the boy yeah, sang this morning, it looked like it was over. <laughs> it looked like it was over. Oh, if it's been looking like it was over. I'm here to tell you, this is your finest hour. Come on now, if you got something that looked like it was over, it looked like it was dark enough you could walk out of it. Come on now, you need to give God some praise this morning because I got a word from you. This is about ready to be your finest hour. Yes, it is. Oh, praise God. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting excited for your hour. I wish you'd get excited with me because I'm talking about your hour. I'm talking about it turning around for you. I'm talking about it going in the right direction for you. I'm talking about where they've been telling you no, they're about ready to say yes. I'm telling you when the door has been closed, they're about ready to open it. When there's been sorrow, weeping may endure for a night, but joy that no man 
can take away. About ready to happen for you. Yes, sir. He said the hour, the reason why nothing can hold you in this hour. Come on now. <laughs> People walking out of your life can't hold you back now. People leaving you can't hold you back. Oh, people leaving you can't hold you back. Nothing can wipe the joy out of your heart and face because it's something different now. What's, what's, what's the difference between Moses phase one and Moses phase two? <laughs> what's the difference between the two? Come on now. One of them you went by yourself. Come on now. One of them you tried to do in your own strength. But this one, you're going to do with God. Oh, this one is going to be with God's ability. This one, when God is on your side. The psalmist said, if it hadn't been, not been for the Lord on our side, where would we be? And if God be for you, who? I said, if God be for you, who can be against you? This second phase is going to be with God. This second phase is going to be with an innumerable company of angels. This second phase is going to be with the Holy Ghost. This second phase is going to be with the blood of Jesus. This second phase is going to be with the word of God. This second phase is going to be with the sword of the spirit. This second phase is going to be with the shield of faith. The second phase is going to be with the breastplate of righteousness. The second phase is going to be with the helmet of salvation. The second feet, your loins are going to be girt about with truth. And your feet shall be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. This time you're going to be ready. You tell the enemy this time, I didn't have my stuff with me. I didn't have all my stuff with me. The first time I was by myself, but this time I'm coming with the Lord of hosts. I'm coming with the armies of God. I'm coming with the power of the Holy Ghost. When I say something, the word's going to come to pass. I'm going to speak and it's going to be done. I'm going to speak to the mountains and you're going to see the power of God come out. You're going to see God provide for me out of nowhere. You're going to see increase come out of nowhere. It's going to be unexplainable. It's just like they say, if you ever see a turtle sitting on a fence post out in the middle of the woods, you know he didn't put himself up there. You know somebody put you up there. God is about ready to put you someplace. Yes, he is. Just like he put us on this street. God is going to put you in places. He said, I don't want you on the back roads anymore. You're done building buildings on back streets. You're done building buildings on back roads. You're done being in basements. You're done being in, 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 in hotel rooms. Y'all going to come out in Brentwood because the same God, because the same God, I said the same one. Somebody shout, he'll do it again. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? He'll do it again. I've seen him move cancer again. I've seen him heal again. I've seen him bless again. He's getting ready to do it again. Yes, he is. Look out here. I got to finish this up. Jesus said this. He said, the hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Somebody say glorified. Oh, yeah. The Son of Man should be glorified. 
He was already manifesting some glory because he done turned water into wine. Yes, he did. That's glory. He walked on water. That's glory. Fed 5,000 people with just a few loaves of bread and a few fish. That's glory. The Bible said he had done so many miracles and so many signs and wonders that the books could not even record what he had done. He could not, they could not even record it. But he was talking about another glory. Come on now. <laughs> it's the ultimate overcoming glory. Come on now. It's the glory where you turn the tables once and for all. You turn the tables once and for all. When your hour comes, it also is an hour of honor. If you want to see your hour, your finest hour, it's got to be an hour of honor. The Bible says you got to honor the Lord. You got to respect Him and you got to show Him that you esteem and value Him. When your hour comes, it's an hour of honor. When your hour comes, it's got to be an hour of faith where you trust God, that you refuse to doubt Him. If God said it, you believe it. And you trust Him with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. When God gives you a plan, you don't go for a plan B or C. You don't even make one because you know His plan is coming to pass. So it's an hour of faith. It's an hour of yielding. It's an hour of listening to the Holy Ghost. Come on now, now listen to everybody else. It's an hour of turning everybody else off. Come on now, it's an hour of turning everybody. I'm talking about your finest hour. Because in your finest hour, you just listen to God. You don't care who come, you don't care who go. I don't listen to y'all long enough. Look what I got right now. I, with y'all, I just got an hour. But now I'm going to get this finest hour. Amen. So I'm going to honor God. I'm going to keep his commandments. I'm going to obey him. I'm going to do what he says. I'm going to yield to the Holy Ghost. I'm going to be listening to the voice of God because this is my finest hour. Church on the Rock, I'm telling you, coming into your finest hour. This city is coming into his finest hour. And so it's going to be an hour. It's an hour of God's power. It's an hour of yielding. I started singing in my office yesterday. I was going to listen to this song. I don't know why it comes to me. I surrender all. All to Jesus. I surrender. And I said, God, I said, I used to sing that song. I said, I, don't, I want to find surrender in the Bible. And it's not really in there in the King James. But there's a translation for that word. It means I submit. It means I yield to you, God. I yield to you and whatever you want, I'm open to it. If you want to see your finest hour, you have to yield to your finest hour. You have to yield to what God wants. You have to yield to what God thinks. Jesus got to his finest hour. He said, Father, if there's another way, let this cup. Let this cup. So your finest hour is so great, you've got to empty yourself of who you are and what you want to do with your life. God would not mix new wine into old wineskins. It's all got to be new. Therefore, it's all got to be God. You have to tell him whatever you want. Like Jesus said, he said, not my will. In your finest hour, the first minute of your finest hour, you got to say, not what I want, Lord. It's what you want. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Wherever you want me to go, I'll go. Whatever you want me to say, I say it. Whatever you call me to be, I'll be it. Whatever you want me to have, I'll possess it. 
You have to be yielded in your finest hour. You have to tell him, I surrender. I surrender. You're smarter than me. You're all powerful. You're all knowing. You know better than me. The Bible said, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. You're going to come into a, a season like you've never seen before. As soon as Jesus said, not my will. He said, Lord, if there's another way, let this come. Because his hour was calling for a sacrifice that has never been seen. His, call, his hour was his finest hour was calling for a commitment that nobody ever committed themselves to death, to a crucifixion, to a loss of life, to a borrowed tomb, and to a place in hell. That was his price to set other people free. But he said, it's not my will, but your will be done. But the Bible says, in his finest hour, you're only going to be there. Mortification of the flesh is only for a short time. Stop doing things that take away from life. It's only for a short time. Stop doing things that doesn't bring out your best. It's going to be for a short time. And our Bible said after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth, Jesus had paid the penalty. And the Holy Ghost descended from heaven and went into hell itself and raised him up from the dead. And then the Bible said he went into hell itself and took the keys from the devil. He said, I am he that liveth and was dead. Behold, I am alive forevermore. I hold the keys of hell and death and the grave. In your finest hour, you take stuff from the devil. In your finest hour, you are his Lord. In your finest hour, you are his dominator. In your finest hour, you are his ruler. In your finest hour, he don't run through your house. In your finest hour, you run through his. Because upon this rock, I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Gates don't move. It's the church that's on the move because it's your finest hour. We've moved all over this city. Praise God. We've been moving to get to this finest hour. And just like Jesus, the Bible said he was raised from the dead. The Bible said his spirit went up into, in up into the tomb and picked up his body. You're going to pick up some stuff that's been dead. Amen. By the power of God, you're going to pick some stuff up that's been dead. You're going to pick up your esteem. You're going to pick up your life back. Just like Jesus' spirit picked his body back up and stood it up in the tomb and the angels came and dressed him in the tomb. And he didn't even roll the rock away. The angels rolled it away. You're going to get some sweatless blessings, amen. It's going to be some hard places to get to rolling up out of your life. Amen. Because the Bible said the same power that raised him from the dead. It's going to happen at your house. And come on now. It's going to happen in your business. I'm talking about the same power. I'm talking about the exceeding greatness of his power. I'm talking about a power that can't nothing stop that power. Amen. I'm talking about Corona can't stop it. That's why we up in here, praise God. Because if he said no plague shall come nigh your dwelling. Well, this is where I'm dwelling right now. And I don't expect no plague to come up in here. Because the same power that raised him from the dead is pushing on that thing. It's moving that thing back. It's making a way for you. Amen. Can you say amen to that? But that one all, the Bible said the power that did, that did roll away the stone and then Jesus ascended up into heaven itself. The power raised him. 
And the Bible said all power now is given unto him in heaven and in earth. He's in his finest hour. And he says, church, it's time for your finest hour. It's time for your finest hour. But you got to tell God, I'm ready for it. If you're ready for it, you stand to your feet right now. Hallelujah. If you say, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for my finest hour. And whatever you tell me to do, I'll be glad to do it. Hallelujah.